welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're reviewing the 2022 movie, The Batman. I'm Zach Slater. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So uh, we're running a man down today. Frank was feeling a little under the weather today. So uh, we hope we feel better soon, Frank. We miss you. Um, but it worked out kind of nicely. So we're going to review the movie now. We could do it without spoiling it for him. Um, I just watched it myself very recently. Anyway, this is why we're doing it now. Uh, um, so uh, let's get into it. The Batman stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis, Paul Dano, and Colin Farrell. Movie was directed by Matt Reeves, who co-wrote the screenplay with Peter Craig, uh, who I just found out is Sally Field's son. Oh, oh wow! That up. Oh wow! I didn't know yeah. that. That's interesting. He's also apparently a story by credit on Top Gun Maverick, which is coming out, uh, I believe, this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So let's get into it. What'd you guys think? Well, I felt it was one of the darkest <laughs> movies I've ever seen. Uh, as far as uh, as far as as everything. far as just lighting, you mean? Yes, extreme <laughs> not content, not story. Not content, just, almost, yes, yes, yes. You are just correct. luminance. Yes, it didn't. It didn't have that much sunshine or bright lighting right. to that effect. Yes, had a dark tone to it throughout the whole movie. But overall, I enjoyed it. It it it, it kind of um, hits me slow, but it, it it with each you know new scene, it kind of added more flavor to the story as it progressed. So. It kept compelling me to watch it more, at least up until a point, at least. But I, mm-hmm. I, overall, I enjoyed it. What do you think, Zach? Well, the big impedance for me was the length. You know, I, I was always joking around that it was like, man, I got to free up like three hours for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I always figured I was like rounding up slightly. And then I looked at the actual runtime on, on HBO Max and I was like, oh, wow, it's two hours and 56 minutes. Like, it's actually three hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um so much so I, I texted our engineer when I was about to start it. And I was like, hey, help me shave eight minutes off of this. Is there a stinger at the end or can I just turn it off when the when the credits start? So, um, yeah, it was just really like the length uh, was was just, you know, it's hard to make that much time uninterrupted at this point. Um, but. It's definitely I felt like um, at times like it's the most comic. Bookie, yes, Batman right. has felt 100%. on screen sometimes. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what that's why I, I greatly felt the the things mm-hmm. that they tried to push into the movie is it was I, I felt like it hurt a lot of what comic book readers or fans have been saying of what they wanted the uh, character to embody as far as um how the how his villains are or how Gotham looked or what he had to deal with um. If it, it very much felt like Batman Year Two, mm. I, I like the as to how they depicted Gotham. I love their um, rendition of the GCPD as far as what they did and how they uh, tackled the city. And for the most part, mm. uh, I mean, uh, there's some glaring things of, however, but overall, um, I was fine with the movie. I I, I enjoyed um, um, the overall storytelling part of it, but I agree with the length. That length is daunting because. That length kept me out of the movie theaters to see it, even though a lot of people suggested that I see it in the movie theaters for, for sound, if not for visual effects as well. Yeah. What about you, Clifton? No, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, so you, ta- you both of you saw it at home. Both of you saw it at home. Yeah. 
needed yes. in the theater. So my experience was the other. I saw it in the theater. I haven't seen it on home video yet. I haven't watched it on HBO Max. So I saw okay. it right when it came out in the theaters. So, I mean, yeah, like I kind of wondered about the, like the, like you were talking about the darkness being the, the light level of the shots yes. themselves. Yes. And I did see people like comment about it online in the theater. It didn't strike me much because in the theater, you know, it's controlled lighting for, for that. And it, it certainly wasn't the darkest movie I've seen in a theater. Um, I didn't have a problem with that, but yeah. Like, That's I, Godzilla I 1998. <laughs> that I didn't see in a theater. I did not okay. see that. But uh, yeah, no, I did wonder about that. Cause there was like, I was watching a show recently that was also just like, this one I was watching at home and it's, it's shot very dark. I was like, is this what the Batman was like for everybody? Cause like, <laughs> I can kind of see somebody's face a little bit uh, in the theater. That wasn't the situation I had. It was a little more, it, it seemed a little brighter to me in the, with the lights down and everything. But uh, no, I, I enjoyed it overall a lot and the sound definitely. That, that was something I saw the theater. I saw it in uh, has like, rumble seats that are responsive to sound so the uh oh, okay the chase scene was like it was vibrating like you were in the car oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah like the like i can definitely say the sound was was stellar in the theater the okay. sound design was great yeah it's um for for an uber batman nerd like me there's like i can tell the director matt reeves is like is a fan just from like, like we said, like, you know, there, there's, there's aspects of it that feel very like Batman true, true to the comics, but there's also like really, I'll say like, like kind of insignificant Easter eggs in the movie that you kind of pick up on if you've read years and years and stuff mm-hmm. of, of books, like, like for example, um, like the neighborhoods they talk about in Gotham are the neighborhoods from the comics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm about to get uh deep in the nerd here but the narrows was created for the nolan movies right they made that up and then the comics were like oh that's a cool idea so they started doing stuff with the narrows in the books but like what was the narrows in the in the movies and the books the narrows was was like was the area like like the the really like poor slum section of gotham that was nearby the asylum like lower income yeah and and it just had like kind of like like a, a convergence of all the streets that kind of like everything got kind of narrow, sort of like, oh, I guess like okay. Thermopylae in, <laughs> in 300, <laughs> you know? Right. So, but that was like, that was made up for the Nolan stuff and the comics adapted it uh, and borrowed it. But in this one, like they talk about like Catwoman mentions like the East end. Right. And if you read like Catwoman for a long time, especially like in the nineties and two thousands, like the East end is, is her turf you know, in the Brubaker run and stuff like that. And they talk about like tri-corner and stuff like that. Like I say, it completely insignificant to the movie. You could put in whatever we're in new Haven field and it's exactly the same, <laughs> you know, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. but, but for somebody who reads it, like, like I pick up on that stuff and I'm like, Oh wow. Like, like he, he, he knows his stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't pick up that at all. That's cool that you knew that. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what other Easter eggs you brought up or, or found. Cause me, I'm not as uh, in depth with it as you, but you are a resident um, Batman aficionado for or, or, as far as I can feel. So, is there anything else you want to? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Um. Well, okay. Well, we should say here. Uh. You know. Hopefully, everybody's had enough time to watch the movie. 
so, but if not, we're going to spoil everything in it. Um, what's it, what's another Easter egg, cool Easter egg thingy. Um, the, the, the bit at the end where they're fighting, where Catwoman is fighting Falcone. Mm-hmm. Right. You remember that? Like in, yeah. in the club, um, she's wearing like the exact outfit she wears in year one when she meets Bruce Wayne for the first time, like on the street. Really? When he's dressed up in the military jacket yeah, and stuff, and they have that fight in the street. She's like, what she's wearing in the movie is verbatim what she's wearing in the comic at that point, mm. huh. which I thought was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I guess, yeah, the reveal about Catwoman's father. Lineage, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's also from the books, too, which I think a lot of people forget about because it was kind of. Um, I totally forgot it, about it. Really? Did you? Yeah, I thought it was a switcheroo for Helena as far as when she entered this universe as opposed to her original heritage being the daughter of uh, Selena and Bruce. Um, Like when they changed the character and made her um, the Huntress, I thought her being the, uh, it wasn't Carmine, it was, I forget who the two she was the daughter of Mm. here in the regular DC universe, but I thought Switcheroo. I didn't. I never really paid attention to her, um, her lineage and who Catwoman was a descendant of. Yeah, it stemmed out of Long Halloween, which is where they they kind of hinted at that. So there's there's a portion in Long Halloween. I forget if it's the, I forget if it's Long Halloween or Dark Victory, but Catwoman kind of like vanishes from the story for a little while, and that's picked up in in a six issue miniseries called Catwoman When in Rome, where it's like she's suspecting that Falcone is her actual father. And then she goes into this side mission miniseries thing out in Italy. And she's like, like looking into her lineage and stuff like that. And that's where it comes out. It's forgotten a lot in the books. I think, I think, you know, certainly those stories are not really uh, uh, remembered for that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? But um, that was another thing, too, where I was like, you know, I, that, that screamed to me a little bit of a moment where I think people might react like, oh, wow, that's a weird change. And then be like, no, that's from the book, though. <laughs> like, it's just like, no. Nobody remembers. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember it. But I'm yeah. a, I'm a resident non Batman aficionado. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's been well established. That's cool. That's very interesting. So but what felt comic booky to you guys, though? I'm curious then yeah i mean that was that was something i was thinking too that you all have mentioned before but i came out of it and i think i did talk to to tommy uh just a little bit about it soon after i had seen it and after he'd seen it and i said that you know for as much as matt reeves seemed to be going on like everything being like this isn't a comic book movie like at least that's the vibe he was they seem to be trying to put off with this i was like it's a really comic book movie i'm <laughs> yeah as much as they seem to be trying to run away from it they like fell right into it and i mean to the point where there's like like some of the the riddler stuff i mean felt like almost straight out of 66 batman like frank gorshin like riddles that Mm. that batman's reading like some of the puns and things Mm -hmm. where they're just like kind of like chuckle dryly at them i was like man that's like totally 66 but uh yeah i mean there were just other aspects of it that i felt um, we're definitely more akin to comic than, than even some of the other movies we got. And I don't know if we want to get into to all these yet, but just, 
like the opening scene where the introduction of Batman is him like coming into a crime scene and with all the cops, like all the movies he's, he's, you know, works in the shadows and is at arm's length from everything in Gotham. But in like the comics and the animated stuff, like he's, he's, you know, he's friends with Gordon. He works with Gordon. Like the cops know him, like in animated series, you got, you know, Bullock who just kind of like, puts up with him but yes. like it's just part yeah. of the job like this guy's yeah. gonna like this guy's gonna do like come in and do his thing and and this was the first time of of, of i think like the major movies where we kind of see that 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 he is just a piece of gotham and the cops like look at him like he's weird they're like what's this guy right. like, what's, like what's this freak doing but they're like yeah like he's gonna do it like the the detective brought him in so like, yeah. this, this is what we're doing yeah. But I love I love the pushback in which it's only Gordon in in most cases that's the only one that actually respects that he has knowledge that they don't have, right. um, and then he's yeah. uh, Gordon's always vouching for him to yeah. the point that even he realizes when he can't vouch for him, which is why I love the interrogation scene, which he knows it's I, I got to get you out of here. So he so he, <laughs> he just he just brings him on a plan that he, uh, Batman's not even aware of. Right, and, yeah. and tells him what exactly. I love that scene. It was just, it was like they were dancing together. You know, it's just, it was just, <laughs> it was just cool how he was talking to him in such a way that would uh, uh, uh be. Uh, he didn't want to seem he wasn't still a cop, so you know, of course, he has to hit him in order to get the hell right. out of there. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very French connection, also. Yes, yeah, y- yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. I think. um that was one of the things that made it feel super comic booky to me was, was that one, we get to see him actually be like detective for mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. really the first time I'll say mm-hmm. the exception of a handful of scenes in other movies and stuff. But I think I really, really like the Gordon Batman relationship in this because it's, it's almost, almost sweet at times. I yeah. think. Like it's, it's like, there's something about the way that Pattinson looked at, at Jeffrey Wright in that moment when, when, when he's, he like gets in Batman's face and he's like, what you too now? And it's almost like he's heartbroken and (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like my only friend is turning against me. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you think me? Yeah. 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 It was almost reciprocal. like. Why would you think me? You know, it, yeah, it was very nice. Well, I love it. it uh, adding to that, I love the part where they're interrogating the penguin. Yeah, where, where they're simpatico on what they and what they see about and not care about him. Like at no point do they care that they abandon him after he doesn't give information. It's like, man, you'll get you'll you'll be all right. You know, it's just <laughs> it's just a certain a uh, 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 same level of thinking on some matters that is not even comes into question. You know. Yeah, I love how smarmy like penguin was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just, yeah. I actually thought he was really good. Colin yeah. Farrell, I thought, I thought like really, really good penguin. And I like, right. I like this, this kind of, uh, I like mobster penguin. Right. It's always fun. Okay. It was a yeah. big departure you know? from, uh, Burgess Meredith and Danny DeVito. Yes. Where he's an actual <laughs> right. penguin. Yeah. They, found, yes. they found a whole yes. new direction that wasn't those yeah. two. He doesn't run for mayor in this movie. Like, no, he does not. Unlike, no, unlike he those does other not. two that have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I also like how he's not top tier and he knows it. He's just, mm-hmm. he's just playing the angle and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I love the pecking order, really, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, but another thing, too, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, going into the main villain, did you get the vibe that the one thing that we got out of the movie that was never addressed is how Batman creates his rogues gallery? Okay. To me, it was it was the simple fact of every time we get in the previous movie, we don't get the sense that, well, with the grand exception of um, Batman 89, who he literally makes the Joker. But other than that, right. it's it's more like uh, uh, he's fighting an evil that just appears and he has to be Batman. So now this evil appears, he has to stop it. Like with Batman Returns, with the Joker and Catwoman and even Shrek, uh, Sh- Shrek, 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 Shrek. Max Shrek. Shrek. Yeah, Max yeah. Shrek. I can't always get that messed up. But yeah, they always <laughs> they always seem to appear and he stops them as opposed to yeah. the influence and what could you be as a result of him being there, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, when you start making so many of these movies about, you know, like rebooting the same character over and over again, I mean, I mm-hmm. hear a lot that people say, do you need to do this again? Like, do we need the origin again? Do we need this? Right. Like, and this movie does do a lot of assuming and a lot of shorthand for you. Okay. Right. We're like, you know, we relatively speaking, as far as like the other movies, this talks about the death of his parents remarkably little compared to some of the other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And. And it is a good thing. It's refreshing in that way, but it's also it's also kind of weird in in some ways where it's like like how does like like you all, you have to earn still I think some things for like how does Batman know this stuff? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're now so much of like his training and his upbringing and what he was like is now a mystery because this movie truthfully delves like very very little in what is not the immediate story that you're going on, right? Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. But to add to add to what you were saying concerning his parents, mm-hmm. this is the first movie that, to me at least, they add a little bit more to his parents, specifically his father, that he mm-hmm. just didn't die and left him a lot of money. Yeah. It's the first time you actually see that his father created a legacy that he could live through or become it wasn't just him seeking revenge even though it was does that make sense Mm -hmm. like i like the fact that it wasn't just him sad about his parents it was all too about the legacy that his father tried to create and try to better gotham so it made it seem like he was passing down something to bruce that um, bruce needed to help protect the city if that makes sense yeah i mean it was a stronger form of legacy than I've seen Kyrie from his parents than ever before in the movies. In which his father actually wanted to help protect Gotham too, but he just did it in his own way. I think the um the political angle for Thomas Wayne is interesting and not yes. one that we've not one that we've seen with him. Yes. We've seen like his ancestors be sort of more like politically motivated and, and connected and stuff like that. And it does kind of seem a little bit of a duh, like a natural extension for you know, what that character has been built up to be mm-hmm. in 80 years where, you know, they're, they're the Kennedys essentially. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Which I thought that was a nice addition. There, there are some cool additions this movie makes. And I think one of the other 
things I liked that it did is I, I liked that there's some doubt cast as to who killed the Waynes. Right. Because for, for me, I, I like that it comes down to like, I know it was Maroney. Like I know it in my gut, but you know, I don't know for sure, but I knew, but it mm-hmm. had to be him. You know what I mean? And then, and then yeah. there's like a flip side of that, like later on with a different scene. And this movie does like some cool stuff with reversals like that. But the reason I like that is that to me, I think Bruce should not know who killed his, his parents. Cause I think it, it like fine tunes it to a point too much. Cause it, it calls into question Batman to me right. because I'm like, why, why are you like, just hunt that guy and then get on with your life. And as opposed to like devoting yourself to this every single day, Right. For your entire life, I think. Mm-hmm. I think if if he doesn't know who Joe Chill is, then that killer represents all crime, and Batman is there to stop all crime instead right. of one guy. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, there's a finish line to his mission. Yeah. Instead of yeah, just exactly. trying to be a, a broad war on crime. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Ooh, I have a question, Zach. What do you think mm-hmm. about the casting of Robert Pattinson? I thought he was really good. I thought yeah. he was really, really good. Um, you know, no hater for me. I mean, you know, I knew I knew the guy had chops for mm-hmm. sure. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I knew his haters were basing it off of you know, Twilight. A couple of movies that he did to make a name for himself, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in his youth, and that's not fair. I think, and and I think that you know, if you saw some of his other work, like he's very, very good. He's very talented. I think this is maybe also kind of like the most intentionally sort of um, like freakish, odd outsider Batman that we've ever seen. And that's saying something because Tim Burton made two of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And Tim yeah. Burton's always doing stuff with outsiders. But like, but I think to that moment you were talking about Clifton, we're like in the opening where Batman is walking through that hallway and just the way that the cops are all looking at him. I'm like, this is the most alien he's ever felt. Right. Yeah. I he think, felt you know? 10 feet tall, didn't he? When he comes in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he that tall? Really? <laughs> he is he pretty tall. Like, Pattinson yeah. is pretty tall, but yeah, boots and stuff. Yeah. He looked like he was looking down on them. It was like, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that bit. I did see somebody say that uh, no matter like how much you hate or you think you hate Twilight for, you know, people who are the haters on Twilight. Mm-hmm. They're like it's not as much as as Robert Pattinson seems to hate Twilight, right? Yeah. Like, based yeah. on interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I know he hasn't been shy about uh, about some of his thoughts on it, but I've never seen any of them, so I don't have an mm. opinion on on the Twilight films. Okay, seen them all. <laughs> seen them all? You seen them all? Yeah, I've seen them all. Wow. Yeah, yeah my wife went through a phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my condolences man because my 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 fiance now she 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 in the beginning of our relationship she tried to drag me in i remember that very very mm. very succinctly because at one point we were trading movies back and forth so every time i had a good one she would be like twilight one twilight two you know <laughs> it's just like oh Oh, I, I see what you're doing. And then this is, I think this is my stopped. next five weeks. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but when we got to like four, is it four or three? I forget which one. I, I probably, if I, did, if I say what was going on, I fell asleep. 
It's like, yeah, you don't like this. Because I'll be like, Empire Strikes Back. And she'll be like, Twilight 2. I'll be like, Wrath the Khan and Twilight 3, you know? <laughs> it's just it's like, oh, okay, we're doing this, sure. But yeah, I think around the third or fourth, um, I felt I started falling asleep on them. And then she'll explain what I missed. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, all right, all right. Tell me, tell me what's next. And then I fall asleep. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, yeah, you're a soldier for going through all of those, man. Yeah, it's nuts looking back now, seeing all the huge actors that are in there now that people didn't really know. Where it's like that last one's like Rami Malik, and uh, um, oh God, what's I'm blanking on his name? Um, uh, uh, Ronan, Ronan the Accuser, Lee Pace, Lee Pace, Lee Pace yeah, is in, in there, and <laughs> so is Michael yeah. um, Sheen. He's in one of Michael them. Sheen. Yep. Yeah, it's like throw a rock. It's like everybody. <laughs> yeah, man. Anna Kendrick yeah. was early. Anna on. Anna Kendrick was early mm-hmm. on. Yep. I did see a recent headline that was something about even Anna Kendrick forgot that she was in <laughs> Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it wasn't just you all that forgot she was in there. She forgot as well. So what did you guys think of, of his performance? Did you like his take? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it was like they, they paint him as the outsider as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. That's the most outsider mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne yes. we've ever seen. I, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. We I agree. we've gotten like like Christopher Nolan gave us, you know, Christian Bale Bruce Wayne is like a like a recluse of sorts. Like he's been away. We see him coming back after his, you know, pilgrimage after he's he's been away from Gotham for so long, and then even when he comes back, he doesn't quite put himself back into to Gotham. So we've seen him mm-hmm. be an outsider in some respect, but. But the, not as outside as this version, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, like like the younger, disillusioned, like kind of loner in both Batman and and Bruce Wayne. We haven't seen that quite the same way before. To the point where I think I, I, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, like if I saw that Bruce Wayne and that Batman, I would not think they're the same person. Like I would not. <laughs> Like I yeah, would not be like, yeah. oh yeah, that guy's Batman. I wouldn't yeah. think that. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's the most convincing where I, I like I would have bought the two identities. I would have never put it together. Yeah. I don't know. He to me, he seemed like the Batman that needed the I mean the Bruce that needed a hug. He just felt <laughs> yeah. he felt so sullen and sad, man. I mean, you could tell that he's still grieving, you know, right. as far as yeah. when you see uh uh him come back into Gotham. And then but I love how the celebrity status they give him. Like even though he's the way he is and he's away from the the populace as a whole, people say it's only occasionally some people don't recognize him. But for yeah. the most part, they, they're they like, Bruce Wayne's here. Bruce Wayne's here. You know? <laughs> I liked how the bat signal was not the roof of the police station. Right. Yeah, it was hidden. Yes. It it's was actually it was, my, yeah. like my favorite addition that this movie made. I'm like, this is brilliant. Because now it's not problematic that the police commissioner is going up to the roof and turning on a, a flashlight <laughs> to call somebody to basically do do the red phone, right? But with the light, yeah. I I like that it's sort of this this secret place that they meet at. Yeah, I couldn't quite tell if it was a building under construction or a building that's that had I, been condemned. Yeah, that's what I thought one too. One way or the other, it I was definitely a half their building, one way going up or coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's one. That's one thing I hope the comics take. I really do. Like I, I, I absolutely adored that aspect to it. I thought it was really great. The only thing, the only problem with that is, wouldn't that be a security thing? Because when he turns on the light, everybody. I like how the city changes as a result mm-hmm. of it being on. 
like in the opening, in the first scenes of the of the movie, when he turns it on, it's not like crime stops. It's like people are more cautious that it's on. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, damn, I'm getting that, I'm right. getting off the streets, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, mm. I, I like that. I like the uh, presence that they give him, even in the early bouts of his career. Of yeah, he's on. That means he's out there doing something, or they're calling him to the aid of somebody. I gotta yeah. tone it down. It's it's a nice kind of logical reaction, I think. I mean, I think it's a little complicated that this is like year two for him. But okay. if you look at it from the comic perspective, like a Batman that's been at this for a long time, like why wouldn't you be terrified when the bat signal goes on? You're like, oh man, something's up. Joker's yeah. out. <laughs> I'm going home. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like you would have that reaction in that city. Yeah. Right. You know, I feel like the criminals have got to be playing like they've got to be betting odds at that point where they're like, it's probably not coming after us, but, but right. it could be. Yeah. It could be yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. But probably not. Oh, man. That's a comic series just waiting to be written right there, too. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. criminal, like small time criminals reaction to the bat signal. Right. Like stories to. Oh, man. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I like the bit too where where he puts he gives Selena the contact lenses and she goes into the iceberg lounge. Mm-hmm. And he's and she's like watching like everybody he's getting faces and getting information and stuff like that and she's kind of navigating you know like like um the patrons and all that stuff. I thought that scene was really cool. Yeah. I liked the scene, but I didn't like the technology. <laughs> only only here, and here, all right, and Here's my argument. You ready? Mm-hmm. When we see Batman, to me, it feels like the suit and his gear are hobbled together. I mean, we mm-hmm. both know that he's not broke, but we see the absence of his techno- technological edge to an extent until that scene comes up. Then it's like, yeah. how is he getting this right. if he's still yeah. starting out? That's my only gripe yeah. with, with that scene. But I still mm-hmm. enjoyed it. But it was, it just brought into question his connects and what he's capable of doing. Because uh, for all in all, the Batcave wasn't something that uh, it, it was to me. It was something that you could put together if you had a mm-hmm. you know a little bit more um, you know discretionary funds. Not like his level of discretionary funds, but you know that that check that you can spend stuff with. That you yeah. know you can you, you can make the uh, uh the the board with the string and everything else and keep the clippings. Right. He didn't have a supercomputer that you can only buy from the government. You know, it was just what he had put together. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't have a Lucius Fox this time. Yes. Like yes. we didn't yeah. have we didn't have his his man in the chair. Yes. Apart from Alfred, that doesn't really even serve that purpose much in this film. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally see what you're saying. It's it's not too far beyond though, where I was just like, if it exists, like he's rich enough to buy it. Um, okay. I can yeah. see that. I that's, can see that. that's where I would take it, but I definitely see what you're saying. Like okay. it's a, yeah. it's kind of a fine line there yeah. of what's this like grounded Batman can do in this quote unquote non comic book movie. That they, and then like it becomes yes. a comic book movie when they do yes. stuff like that. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with both of you, actually. Like, like I my assumption was that, too, that like. That's a fantastical piece of technology that's available, mm-hmm. that's just in that world. And so mm-hmm. 
it wouldn't be out of reach for him. Mm. But I think what gets problematic, like, like to what you're saying, Tommy, is that like, there is early on that assumption that, that, that notion that like, it's, it's a suit that he just throws in a backpack. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he just throws it, it. Like it yes. does look cobbled together and like, he just threw stuff together and he just throws in the backpack and gets on his, on his motorcycle and nobody knows it's him, mm-hmm. but then he puts it on. And my God, like you can shoot him with every bullet in the city. Yes. And, and yeah. he's like, it, it, like it doesn't phase him at all. Yeah. <laughs> That was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm like, yeah. I think I, like that's an odd thing to me. And I don't like that turned me off a lot because I'm like, well, we're making him Superman now. Yes. Because if nothing else, I'm, I'm glad that the bullets didn't puncture him. But the force mm-hmm. of getting hit with all those bullets and you're standing, dude, you, you're, <laughs> you're, your legs are strong as, as I, I can't even believe because he was taking <laughs> shots at point blank range that even if you if the if it doesn't go through you it will push you back a, a good number of feet away just from the barrage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I get what they're trying to do as far as, in fact, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I think it's that sense of Superman in which you get the fact that he's indomitable as far as when he's, when he's doing what he's doing, he's going to stop you regardless yeah. of what comes across. I just, I, I feel like that there's been such a, a an over reliance on like, let's armor him up because yeah he's supposed to be normal air quote normal. He's not, yeah, but no. you know what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah, he's not powered. And, and so I think the justification is that like, well, in order to make this believable, you need to like be packed up with armor to such a degree. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't think like, I'm not into it. Like I, I, I like, I like to like make him formidable in a way that like, you can't hit him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he's like yeah. a ninja man. Like we can't get a hold on of this guy. It was just like, I don't know. It just, it made, it made no fight uh, with stakes for me. Cause I'm just like, well, no, like, like how do you beat him? Yeah. <laughs> but it felt like to me, it was the most muscle bound Batman because he mm. didn't do ninja like skills. Um, except for that one bit where he's running down the building for the most mm-hmm. part, he wasn't doing backflips or, you know, cape strafes or, you know, or just uh, uh, ninja moves. It was just him just no. with hard punches. This is like, this is like hard boxer uh, 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 blows. You know, when when he punched somebody, it was cold cocks to the face, the stomach, or, you know, it was just as if he was trained by a wildcat, if nothing else, you yeah. know? Yeah. He, he was, he's a real slow moving Batman, to be honest. Yes. yes. Like he's, you know, I actually, I actually think, you know, I, I think back to some of the like Christian Bale fight scenes of which, you know, he had a suit that looked like it was tougher to move in and he's moving around, like, you know, like taking out guys I thought faster. I don't know. It was just like, I, I didn't like the bat suit in this movie. There were on occasion it photographed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought, and there were little details in there. I thought that like, you know, it had like a collar, which I'm like, is that, is that a Gotham by gaslight nod? Or is that just oh, like, it's, it's definitely a Gotham by gaslight. <laughs> right. Nod. Like, was or, just- or was that just like a, like a functionality thing? Like, well, let's just protect his neck. And so let's right. put him on, you know? Yeah. But I just found it weird how the, was it, I, all right, correct me if I'm wrong. His ears were poking out, wasn't it? Or was his ears covered? No, his ears were covered, but, but like it was almost. Yeah. So I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> I was, I don't I agree with you with the helmet choices on the costume. It was just strange. 
Apparently the cowl is all about like like jawline ratio to mask. Okay. Which I feel like this at times did too much. And then I thought the Christian Bale movies like didn't do enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it looked and that yeah. looked a little funny. Yeah. But well, Pattinson does have the strongest jawline, probably, of any yeah, yes, he does. Batman <laughs> yeah, actor we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very true. I agree. I agree. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the one thing to me that was weird. It felt like it was obligatory. I'm not obligatory. It, it needed to be in, but it mm. didn't fit in, which was the Batmobile, which arguably, mm-hmm. to me, I love the fact that they made it a muscle car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that of it. But the chase scene didn't have to happen. <laughs> no. At all. Yeah. It's also a straight line. Right. The whole yes. time. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just a straight line. <laughs> yes. Straight down the highway. Yep. And then him just... How many people died in that scene? Uh, as far as <laughs> right. in cars, oh my gosh! I was like, I get you got to catch him, but at what cost, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> at what cost? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I watch it, like I said, I saw this in the theater. Mm-hmm. I had the rumble seats, so I felt like I was in the Batmobile <laughs> with them. The back seat, you watched shotgun. In my rumble seats. Okay, but like, it's funny. We when I did see it in the theater, I saw our engineer and another friend of ours. And literally, people on either side of us were asleep and snoring, like, prior oh, wow. to that. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, the one next to me, like, woke up right in time for it. That did that did wake them back up. But I, I'm trying to remember. I think somebody on the other side of our engineer, like, woke up right before it and then, like, went out and missed, like, the, <laughs> like, the, exciting, wow. the most exciting part after sleeping through much of it. But... Um, yeah, I mean, in the theater, like, like we're ready for this chasing to happen. So I, I get it, and I like like the, this Batmobile is probably my favorite. It's definitely my favorite Batmobile we've seen on screen. I just like this kind of more down to earth one than than we've gotten, and and that's one where it does make sense that you know it's mm-hmm. it's a year two and and it's trying to be a little more grounded. So I mean, yeah. it's like it's it's a souped up car. It's just like a very very yeah. souped up car. But not, you know, a sci-fi piece of technology like in 89 and not not a tank (laughs) like in in Batman Begins and and The Dark Knight. But like, I really like it. And and so I enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it for the set piece that it is. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I'm like, Penguin's not really doing anything all that bad right now. Like you call him smuggling, basically. Yes. I'm like, you know where he works. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, you yes. You could catch up with him later. Yes. It doesn't have to be done quite like this quite right now, but uh, that car is sweet, though. That car is, is very cool. sweet. Yeah. Oh, our engineer left notes on what happened for your uh, your appearance about the guy. He said the guy woke up, left for the scene, came back after it finished, and went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. Yeah. That's crazy. I like that the Batmobile also looked like you could scale it up. Like when you saw the back, yes, and you saw like it yes. was just like piping and stuff. It mm-hmm. it screamed mm-hmm. a little bit like it's a work in progress. While also being a, a nod to like the 70s Batmobile, which like was a muscle car in the books right. too. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is neat, which is again, another one like, like, you know, it's comic book cred, but also like, how do you make it different? And I think that, you know, he, they they did the dance nicely with that. It's just <laughs> yeah. I think 
for me, I, w- I wish the action scenes were a little bit uh, more more thrilling, in my opinion. You know, I can see that. I can um, see that. But um, yeah, I, uh, I think that I, I guess uh, all I can say is I think that's where they hovered towards more being more of a detective noir, as far mm-hmm. as him stopping it. But I agree with you. I wish the 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 altercations were more uh, engaging as opposed to his indomitable will against a barrage of bullets, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and him swinging punches. It wasn't until the end that you actually see him in a fight, but it felt like he was totally unprepared to fight, even though he was taking people out Yeah, to that effect. I hear noir thrown around a lot for this movie, and I'm like, it's not a noir. <laughs> like, stop it. It's not. But it's but, so dark. Like, like, yeah, it's so dim. It's very low light. Yeah. But, visually and, high <laughs> contrast. Yeah. But I'm just like, as far as like subject matter, I'm like, I'm like, right. we know too much about the character. Yeah. To, to but, have him be. Uh, but uh, I have a question. Go ahead. As a noir, because you are the resident noir expert. They always end with the title character. Uh, not a, what's it, a bittersweet ending. Yeah, did he, he didn't. He didn't get a bittersweet ending to me. I thought he did. Uh, a touch, but I think also kind of what Clifton's saying. I think that at, at a moment, this movie kind of graduates to a regular superhero movie. It does, right? Because there it is does. a moment, like you were saying, like he's he's a really slow moving Batman. He's not mm-hmm. doing a lot of capey stuff Mm-mm. until the end when you yeah. see him like drop through the skylight. And and like it's the most superhero he is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think yeah. you know while at that point I think that the movie felt a little frivolous to me, there are things in that I liked. I liked that that um like Batman saves people in movies, but you don't see him like hands-on saving people. You know what I mean? Like the people don't see him, mm. his work. He's not pulling people out of things as right. much. And he almost became kind of Spider-Man-y in that way, where like they're looking at him like, wow, this guy's right. like awesome and the hope this guy brings and stuff like that. So I would argue that that's not bittersweet on his end, where he's, you yeah. know, like no. I'm having an effect that it's not the effect I intended. Yeah, but to me, it was, uh, the way I say it's bittersweet is because the, re- the revelation of his father and the whole arm vengeance thing taking effect to a dark angle. That's all. Like here I am. I think I know I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this way, and it's gonna work. And I'm gonna be this force for you know fear. Blah 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 blah. But it's okay. But here's the people. Here, here's what. Here's what actually happened. Yeah. And then you can see, I guess, that moment where he dies inside when he <laughs> when he figures out the truth, which to me brought the. And that's the point that I was gonna say. It brought the movie to a grinding halt mm. when his true realization comes in when he speaks to uh. The Riddler in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, it's weird because the Riddler became the smartest man in the room for some reason, right. which was odd to me. I'm like, really? He he really got one over on Batman? If he didn't give that little bit of information, dude, you know, people would have died or flooded underwater if he just didn't <laughs> brag to you about this right now, you know? Yeah. Well, let's get it. So we haven't talked Riddler really. So what'd you guys think of, of his take? I like. The he was always a step ahead aspect of it, mm-hmm. but I was weirded out as the serial killer Joker, mm-hmm. like him actually bludgeoning people with that nasty carpet 
uh, <laughs> right. shovel or whatever. It's just, right. Yeah, that I was just like, ugh. It just, it just, it creeped me out. I mean, I get mm-hmm. if it's gonna be Riddler with no henchmen, yeah, but I still don't see him being that hands on. Like, I can see him lay traps that kill people. Like, at no point does he witness the actual brutality of his murders. Yeah, you know. Like I, I'm fine with him sending the bomb to, uh, to expect the target Bruce Wayne. I am not fine with him sneaking into somebody's house with the lights turned on and after he kissed this kid goodbye and bludgeoning yeah. him with the carpet uh, tool. That's just like, ooh, yeah. what, what am I watching? Is this Zaz or Riddler? What the heck's <laughs> going on, man? Yeah. That guy's done some Hallmark movies too, by the way. Does he really? The guy that he bludgeons in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Mary, hey. uh, my wife and I, my wife and I were like, is that the one from... Is he playing the prince in the Danica McKellar one? I'm like, oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't uh, see that before. That's just brutal. Yeah. No, I thought I thought that scene was like. It, I mean, it, it's it's well directed, well shot. Mm-hmm. When he's like in the room and you don't know mm-hmm. it that whole time, mm-hmm. like beautiful. Um, what do you think, Clifton? No, I like. I mean. Like I, I wondered because they do show they revealed a lot of the idea behind it in the trailers to the point where I mean, like they even show in the in the in the trailers him getting arrested. So I was like, what else can you give me now? In yeah, the movie, since I know you like, <laughs> like you're just about to nap him in the trailer. Yeah, that's like, true. what yeah, else can you give that. me? And yeah. and they were able they were able to deliver uh, some stuff. Part of it's just through Paul Dano's performance. Uh, he's a great actor, very independent actor. Like I mean, I've seen mm. him. I mean, I remember him from what, "There Will Be Blood." Um, yeah. Oh, the, you're right. Yeah. I forgot about him as the, the preacher or whatever. Right. Yeah. The the one that's the subject of the "I Drink Your Milkshake All Up" line. Oh, yes. I think, yes. <laughs> that yes. that uh, yes. Daniel Day Lewis delivers in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was able to bring a lot to it. It's 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 really creepy, but it's really creepy in an unfortunately realistic way. Um, yes, that, yeah. that becomes ever more realistic. Unfortunately, yes. like the you know the CD online community that's just cheering him on. Yes, um, yes. So I mean, definitely, it's definitely a monster that way. More more grounded, more of a grounded monster than we've seen Riddler be before. Not just yeah. the the shovel trail or the carpet trail or whatever that yeah. thing was, yeah. but yeah, I mean it, it's an interesting take. I do. I I was intrigued by it. I thought Paul Dano was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, yeah he's I, great. I don't, I don't like my Riddler a killer as much. Um, you know, I think I think his motivations lie a little a little differently but there's mm-hmm. been a lot of push in recent years to, to i guess scale him up um i can eat it you know i can go with it okay. but i mean i fit like his he was just so like magnetic mm-hmm. i felt like we're like i mean it's just so his role felt so well researched in the way we're like he just had like all these weird like breathing ticks in the way like when he would yell like he would like hold a word like <laughs> you know <laughs> right. for a long yeah. time and he was like empowered like in that in that role with the mask. And then as soon as it was off, he was, he was meek and he was small and he was mm-hmm. right. And late and just kind of like, I thought, I thought we were friends, like, <laughs> you know, uh, almost pathetic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he was really, really good, but yeah. Uh, odd, strange take, but you know, 
I can go with it. <laughs> What'd you think of Catwoman? I thought she was awesome. I, th- uh, yes. you know, I, I predicted that she would be cause I like yeah. her. Um, I, I like Anne Hathaway a lot too, but I feel like that there was, there was a little bit more of, um, I don't know. There, there felt more like an authentic, like, <laughs> like yeah, case a lot with, more with Zoe Kravitz there. We're yeah. like, I don't know. It's like, even though, I mean, we've seen Catwoman do thiefy things. I liked that she had like a grift and this was like, like, Oh, I'm in this club. Cause this is like, this was the score the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I wish we saw more with her to be honest. <laughs> you yeah. know, I would love to see a spinoff when she left. And that's what we get the next movie be about, you know? Um, yeah. Just to have her do her thing because Zoe Kravitz, I think can carry could carry her own movie and if they do uh win in rome or what's the other one uh selena's big score yeah oh, yeah I, I would love if book. they adapt yeah i would love if they adapted <laughs> one of those um as as the spinoff for that that to me that'd be perfect yeah, yeah they should do another Catwoman because they their one their one solo Catwoman movie did not work out well <laughs> no it did not <laughs> she's, she's due for a redo she's due for another yeah. one at this point yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, uh, for sure. I'm in. I'm in for that. I was mm. thinking Selena's big score too, Tommy. Actually, I was thinking like because she has such a cool supporting cast in that book, and I was mm-hmm. uh, in my head like kind of watching the movie, like oh, like where can where can you sort of like plug in these people in that universe? Like where where yeah. can you put Stark? Stark was like you know her mentor, safe cracker, and uh and stuff like that, and. Yeah, and and there's and there's a Falcone in that book too. That's like that's a, a cousin of some. Like we don't really know what the family tree relation is, but there's there's another Falcone in there that didn't appear in any of the Long Halloween or Year One stuff. Okay, okay. I'm a huge okay. geek. <laughs> nah, man, you love what you love, man. You're a resident Batmanologist. <laughs> yeah, you love what you love, man. We lean on you for information. So, I, I, geek or not, you're you're the go-to guy, man. I uh, I hated the Wayne Tower design. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And how about the Bat Cave, just as corollary to that? The quote unquote. The Bat, Bat Cave, Cave I like. I I like that. I I I love I love Wayne Tower as like, you know, in the seventies, which is like my favorite era of Batman books mm-hmm. in the nineties also. But you know, it's come back around in the books too. They're calling it the Belfry now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they right? are. Right. You know, I like that's that. in the Belfry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think, I think that that's, that's really cool, but I don't know. It just looked so like 15th century with all the buttresses hanging out everywhere. I'm like, I'm like, this was built in the nineties. Yeah. It's a very (laughs) gothic design. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I mean, that, that architecture does exist in, in New York and in, in Chicago in real life. Um, I just don't know when those were actually built. And I don't think it was the nineties. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that was my thing too. Like, I'm, so I'm curious what you guys thought about Alfred too. No, Andy circus wasn't bad. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I grabbed, so he had, he, he had that whole, um, regretful moment of not being able to protect, the uh, the Waynes, you know, through that mess. And then feeling obligated or, 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 loyalty bound to it while at the same time trying his best to um guide Bruce. And um uh, no, I was fine with that. It didn't it didn't, I, I don't know. I, I said I, 
to me, I always set a low bar for Af- Alfred just because of his mm-hmm. station. Um, he's always the um, let's call it the uh, pseudo dad for mm-hmm. Bruce. So as long as the actor can pull off some sort of like he wasn't as admonishing as um, Michael Caine because Michael Caine <laughs> was always like, "What are you doing?" You know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. stop, you know, and then getting tidbit stories. But he was more. I think uh, Circus was definitely more supportive. You know. Uh, uh, um, to uh, interesting him in, in that regard. I, at least that's how I felt. And it wasn't as he was two dimensional, like in um, was it is Alfred Gore Goyle Gore? G O U eighty nine. Yeah, Michael Go right. Michael, thank you, Michael Go. Yeah. yeah, I felt that he was it. I mean, he was there, but he was like, I don't know. He just wasn't. I mean, he was there, but comic relief more or less i mean he was there to bring yeah. the soup in 89 yeah exactly yeah <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah and doesn't yeah. do a whole lot more doesn't do a whole lot more yeah. he's got some nice yeah. little scenes he does have some nice little scenes in in yeah. that series but yeah it's not it's not what alfred became after it's not the like partner in the mission alfred yes that we've yeah. gotten in a lot of stuff since um it wasn't the Alfred from Pennyworth, which I mean, I'm a big Pennyworth fan, you know. It wasn't yeah, that yeah. Alfred either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, I, he's all right. It's just, yeah, I've like we've we've I think become more used to like Alfred as part of the mission now, uh, which yeah, isn't yeah. even that big of a. It's it hasn't even been all that long ago that that became a change. I think, right? I mean, maybe what fifteen years that that kind of yeah. solidified. Yeah. Whereas he's able to be the man in the chair. Yeah, I mean, similar to the way that Batman keeps getting better at more and more things and becomes an expert in more and more things, so does Alfred. Yeah. And, you know, I always thought, like, Michael Caine is a a tough act to follow Mm -hmm. for me. Like, I think he's my favorite live-action Alfred because it's like, I like an Alfred that supports, but also, like, I like that he believed in Batman and didn't just, like, and wasn't just worried about him the whole time mm-hmm. right and yeah. somehow was able to kind of like do both in different scenes and make them both justified and make sense and this alfred like i like i found it really unnerving that they weren't close right <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> yeah. um even though i mean building up to that moment where where i guess they become close and he realizes he can lose him like you know i get that's the movie that that I'm supposed to feel, but it was just also, but like at the same time, it was at that moment, I was like, you could have killed him off. And I would have been like, okay, fine. Like, I guess we don't need him because he's not serving a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt. That's what it felt. (laughs) It definitely felt that way. You know, it It was, you know, like, I guess the thing that felt for me watching it a lot is it really struck me that I felt like I was watching the movie version of Gotham. (laughs) <laughs> the the TV show, the Bruno Heller yeah. TV show. Uh, like I, I could I can absolutely see that Bruce growing up to this. Right. And that Alfred growing up to this. <laughs> and okay. that penguin becoming this. <laughs> and even that Riddler. Right? That's a little bit that's a little bit tougher of of, of a you know square to you know mm, square to, to, yeah. to make fit yeah. there. But um it all felt like Super, super close to that right. to me. Well, I will say this: 
God, that's the dirtiest Gotham has ever felt. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it felt like yeah. there were no sh- street sweepers. No one had pride in the city. Right. It just felt like trash was just belong more in the streets than in the can. It just, it didn't feel. I mean, I, I agree with the 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 architecture and what and what you didn't like about Wayne Tower, but I'll be hard pressed to not want to use hand sanitizer while going through Gotham, man. I mean, it's just, <laughs> right. it yeah, just feels so grimy, you right. know? Yeah, it's definitely, it's not like, it's not the art-directed city of of Tim Burton or, no, or Joel Schumacher. No, no, uh, no Which are, I mean, they're cool looking in their own right, but they're definitely, mm-hmm. those are, those are art-directed artificial <laughs> art deco <laughs> set pieces. Yes. Or neon yes. set pieces. And... And then, like the the Nolan Gotham's were just like Chicago. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was just like, yes, Here's, this is yes. this is a city. This is a modern yeah. U.S. city. Uh, and this was uh, like it kind of bridged that where it was it was art directed in in the the griminess and the like excessiveness of it. Um, mm-hmm. But but ultimately was just like it, like New York at its worst in the eighties. I feel yes. like is is what yes. they were going for, and yes, and like we, I mentioned the the Batcave a little bit. Didn't get to to go too much into it then, but yeah, there's a lot of it that like the Nolan stuff is looking at Chicago, and I think this was looking at New York in the '80s specifically, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I mean that's what I felt from it. And I, I lived in New York for a little bit, and the Bat cave in this is an abandoned subway station and i know up in new york like they've had multiple subway line systems over the years and there's tons of empty abandoned stations that aren't you know suitable for modern trains but they're still kind of accessible so they kind of have to guard them and i was always fascinated about what goes on in them and there's a story mm-hmm. from like 10 years back or so where one became a like underground secret art gallery where graffiti artists would sneak in through the tunnels. Uh, you can find articles about it. It's really cool. Yeah. But just like, I loved imagining like the world of these tunnels under the city. And, and when I first figured out that that's what this back cave was, I wasn't sold. But the more I thought of it, I was like, no, like it does make sense in this world. Like if nobody's using these tunnels and you've got access to all over the city by them, <laughs> like and, and, and yeah. you're kind of sequestered, like it does make sense to, be able to get around if you're not rich enough to make your own tunnels with secret passages mm-hmm. or, or you don't have your Lucius Fox to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Like it's a pretty cool workaround. And and it's just another thing that grounded it more in, in, in like real New York to me, just dirtier, like, like the yeah. really dirty New York you see in like the warriors in the, from the late seventies, right, right. yes. like that type of New York. And I did like that uh, aspect of it a lot. Yeah. I, th- I think just the, the darkness of it, makes it feel worse also like yeah. i lo- like i th- warriors i think is like one of the most beautiful looking movies out there <laughs> yeah. like i love the way new york looks in those in those movies and stuff like that and it's just yeah i mean the fact that this is like it's coupled with the fact that it's always dark and rainy and it's you know it's wet and muddy <laughs> yes. and, uh, like, it rained all the time yeah. you're yeah. right it rained all the time <laughs> I want to know why nobody ever sets up Harvey Dent. Like that, I, like, I'm like, come on, really? Like every time, right. the only time we got it, it tried Batman 89 and then it didn't go anywhere. Right. And we get Billy right. D. We get Billy D for, we get minute. Billy D. Right. And then, and then he doesn't come back. And then we no. get Tommy Lee Jones 
Batman Forever, which right. I guess it's, you know, but like, it's not even, it, it, it doesn't make any nod to Batman 89. Yeah. Uh, so it's essentially like he's, he's, you know, a different thing introduced yeah. in that it's, movie for right, the first time. It's not time. even like he's supposed to be that character we saw in 89. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, and then Dark Knight. Dark Knight, Aaron Eckhart. Right. I've told you my theory along the way about Batman Begins that I'm still convinced mm-hmm. is is true. Me too. I, I've never read it. It's just my own thinking. But I mm-hmm. was convinced that there was a draft of a script where the Rachel Dawes character was Harvey Dent. And it wasn't mm-hmm. a love interest. It was just his friend that he grew up with that then goes into his mission with him in, in bettering Gotham. And that somewhere along the way they were like no we need a love like we need a romance yeah. angle we need a love story so mm-hmm. that's my theory is that the rachel dawes character or that the harvey dent what was originally harvey dent got turned into rachel dawes and then yeah. we get harvey dent later and rachel dawes but mm. that was my theory on that one yeah no i agree i've always thought that too i've always mm. thought that too it just, it's it just screams like an executive being like well he's got to fall in love with somebody <laughs> right we need yeah. a dance right? yeah. like yeah yeah it's uh but it's just one of those things i'm like like why why can't anybody ever just like do something with him like Mm -hmm. like plug him in early yeah i mean like we know we know we're gonna we're gonna play with this later right you know i mean i'm sure part of it is they're afraid of even if they know they're gonna do it later they're they're like afraid to commit to the casting of it or telegraphing like oh this one like this is what this is gonna be with this actor but right. they do that with other parts and they do that with other parts in this movie. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't just bring in like a good actor that, you know, you'd want to work with in the next one is Harvey Dent just to be there yeah. as a presence uh, and not have to do like, you know, go back and, and do it all from the scratch and be like, yeah, they were friends. We just never saw them before. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I mean, I feel like, like that moment where, where Catwoman's in, in the iceberg lounge, um, which I think needed some ice also. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like when it looks like an igloo, but, right. but I'm like, I feel like it needs something to, <laughs> it needs some to, theme gimmick, some motif to, yeah. to, to, you know, buy you the name. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I, I, when she's there and like, there's everybody from the DA's office is there. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it makes sense that RV would not be there with them. Right. But I'm like, some, reference something right, yeah. right? like <laughs> you know um i just i couldn't believe that i really couldn't for as long as this movie is <laughs> yeah yeah good point you know yeah good point somebody gotta take him to court shit <laughs> yeah like uh it just it, it just i it, i was stunned i was stunned at that um yeah should we um should we get into uh the little bit at the end yeah, I mean, we can get it. There's a few questions I have about the climax um, that I'll okay. ask you all. I'm like, one, so he gets taken down in the final fight uh-huh. and has to uh, give himself a boost. <laughs> yes, to yes. Get right. back which in the fight. Is, which is cringe, but go ahead. <laughs> is that boost Venom? Like Bane's yeah. Venom? Ooh. I, yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm fine I with think that. it's there if you want it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it's intentional for that. Because they focus on it and it's neon mm-hmm. green. And they show you it it's is. neon green and like kind of glowing. At least that's what mm-hmm. I remember it being. And then he's like, he really rages out. Mm-hmm. He does. <laughs> after, he really does. After using it. That's yep. a good point. Yeah. 
I never thought about that. I think it is. Yeah. I I th- thought, I, no, a million percent. I got that yeah. feeling too. I was like, did he just? Oh, did he just put venom in his system? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, which could also thought, just look like like he did he did it like an adrenaline shot. Which I guess is, yeah. is the is is the 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 earthbound <laughs> version. That's that. the grounded yeah. version. Yeah, but if he has a lot of money, he can get that special mix from um Brazil or Peru. Right. Mm-hmm. Santa Prisca. Santa Prisca. Santa Prisca. Santa Prisca. Yeah. Prisca. Yeah. yeah. You got that special hookup. And then uh other question is the way they left the film, I feel like with Gotham being cut off and him kind of being like there on his own, that it's similar to the the comic story uh No Man's Land. Yes, it which is. I'm only a little bit familiar yeah. with um, and don't remember it all that well. So I was wondering no what earthquakes. your thoughts are all on that. If that's where you thought they were kind of going or could be going for a sequel. It could be. I mean, I think it's very possible because I, I had the same thought, too, where I'm like, wow, Gotham's underwater. I'm like, that seems post-apocalyptic, which yeah. is which is what No Man's Land was before mm-hmm. before that was all the rage. It was an earthquake in the comic, right? Yeah, it was definitely an earthquake. Yeah, it was an earthquake. So, I mean, it's a different natural disaster, but but it's a natural mm-hmm. disaster that cuts off the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, it, it's, it plays nicely in the way that, I mean, Penguin was already kind of making moves into the mobster kind of role in the books, but No Man's Land does do a lot of lifting for that. Mm-hmm. Like, because he does, he, he, he does stay in the city during no man's land and he becomes essentially like a power broker. Okay. Right. And he's, he's like, he's like a warlord also on top of it where like he's controlling everything. And, and, and I'm like, and I'm looking at like where Colin Farrell is and I'm like, well, that seems the, that seems the mesh, like, (laughs) you know? Right. Like the, the ones above them have just been uh, predisposed, have just been detained or done away with. So yeah, he's kind of, there's kind of a vacuum there that he can step into. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts on anything before we start jumping into the, into the end and a deleted scene? Uh, (laughs) I mean, one, one thing, Colin Farrell was great. I mean, he was unrecognizable. I I knew it was him when I watched the film, so I could, I could look and see it. But when I first saw the trailer, I did not know that was him that was being chased in the, in the shot they showed us in the early trailers. And then I found out and was like, what? Like That was right. Colin Farrell. I'm like, I just saw him in something. He doesn't look anything like that. Yeah. I thought, I thought he was awesome. I heard somewhere that he was fighting for the, for the cigarette or some oh, yeah. form of yeah. the cigarette, but they okay. were like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> with the long filter. Didn't he always yeah, have yeah, the yeah. long filter? Yeah. He was either <laughs> with the so long good. filter or just actually just smoking, but nope, right. nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope. They just told him, Nope, we're not gonna have it. No part okay. of it. I was like, that's that's weird, but sure. Yeah. And you want to know what? It's just occurring to me. No umbrella, but he's got a cane. And you know what? Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It works. Yeah. It Lord does. knows they could have gotten an umbrella in there as much rain as in that movie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why no one had one is beyond me because Gotham yeah. never <laughs> stops raining. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought he was awesome. It, just, it it cracked me up how much of this movie was was uh like whispering like Batman and 
and and Jim Gordon whispering to each other. Then everybody else is also just like, yeah, I got you. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, like yeah. it's all New York all accents screams. and whispering. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hey, Kamish, you're going to let this guy in here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I see. He wasn't the commission, was he, at that time? He was just a detective. Oh, no, no. They, yeah, my fault. I'm confusing the two. Uh, Gordon was yeah, the, the, the detective. Guy, the guy well. at the top of the movie, mm-hmm. which I guess yeah. they said was like his ex-partner. Yes. Mm. Yep. Yeah. There's something too, which I, to my knowledge, I think he's a new character. I don't think he's appeared in anything before. Okay. But okay. Oh, Martha being at Arkham is also from a book. Okay. That's new. That's new. Like she, her maiden name was Kane. Right. So this is this is where you get like Bruce and Batwoman are cousins now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. But I believe it was Earth One. I could be wrong about this because I've only read this once. I believe Earth One, the Jeff Johns sort of like uh, adjacent um, DC universe made her an Arkham as as her as her maiden name. Right. That was about ten years ago that that comic came out. Yeah. 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 Some time ago. But if I'm not mistaken, hopefully uh, Frank will come back and remember this or not. But I think they made that same connection in um, the uh, video game Arkham Asylum, in which okay. the, it was a connection to Arkham was through her as well. Uh, it, it might be a throwaway bit, but I I, I believe guy, the guy the, the guy from Arkham who helps create Arkham was uh, in some way related to uh, Martha in that aspect. Right. Like cousins or so, something. No, it, just, it just occurred to me. And also, like, thinking about, like, the, the Alfred relationship, I think, yeah, there's a little Jeff Johns fingerprints in there. They're mm-hmm. kind of yeah. at odds yeah. in, in Earth One stuff. Eh, yeah, a little bit. Didn't, didn't jump at me right away, but yeah, yeah, I see it now. So, okay, so we'll touch upon uh, the last Easter egg. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and letmenowhowitis.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Finally, if you want to suggest a topic, send it our way in the comments or on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. So what do we think about uh, Homeboy that shows up at the end? <laughs> I could have done without. I would have rather mm-hmm. prefer somebody else, anybody else. Okay. Give me more. To suggest that he's in here means he's in there for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm under the impression that Joker doesn't start from the asylum, but just starts within the world itself and makes his way into the asylum. To suggest that mm-hmm. he's in the asylum would suggest that he's already diagnosed as what? Crazy. Yeah. It's putting the cart before the horse and when you're already telling me that Batman is there to influence a greater sense of criminals like he did with the Riddler. But to have Riddler influence be influenced by the Joker as to, hey guy, don't don't be sad. You'll get out and rule the world. Yeah. You know, it's just like, what? Why would you even think that? I mean, it's right. Yeah, it's it's it seems a, a, a step in the wrong direction if that's what we're getting. Right. If he's just doing it to be different, so mm-hmm. it, it it just I mean, it just doesn't bleed into that world organically in my opinion maybe reeves has an overall scope as to what he wants to do with it hopefully and it's not a ancillary um easter egg just to make people salivate over what's to come you know mm-hmm. so no i didn't like it right. okay. <laughs> that's my short there yeah, yeah. That's my I mean, short as far as the scene goes i'm like I, I i didn't need the scene it it didn't tantalize me itself i do like the actor 
Um, mm. And I am intrigued to see what the actor would do as Joker. I am intrigued with that. Um, I didn't need the scene to like kind of, again, yeah. I mean, I, I think kind of Tommy's like, like there's a lot of stuff you want to imagine that this takes out of the game now. Yeah. That uh, the possibilities, like it, it narrows them down a lot more. And, and I think that's, yeah. that's where I was like, yeah, like it could have been a little different. Like, I don't know what they would have done. Like it was cool. Like, of course it's the Joker. Like everybody wants to mm. see the Joker in Batman. I get it. And I would like to see what he does. Scene itself, yeah, it could have been different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a little conflicted about it. I, I mean, I, I agree with you guys completely. Really, on this, I, I like the actor. Um, I think his choices are boring, very, very boring. Mm. I've never been so bored with a take on the Joker on screen. <laughs> but I don't think that's his fault. Right. I like the voice. Yeah. I think his instinct for the voice and everything like that is cool. I think it's just the scene. I think that he yeah. got, I think he got kind of a, like a half baked idea right here where it's like, and then, and then like this, this is one where I have to go also like outside to what the movie has told me because it's like, on one hand, I enjoy a little bit like, okay, let's play with the fact that like, has he been in business? Has he been, like, has he been up to no yeah. good as the Joker for a while? And yes. that's what got him in here. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Has has he and Batman already met? And right. what we saw is that he's locked up because they've already met and everything. And in which case, I'm like, okay, that's fun because mm. in all the years we've never got to see Joker come back. We never got to see like a like a return Joker story. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, in any yeah. of the movies. So I'm it's like, it's always their first in their first altercation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and only altercation. And so I think that's fun. But then I heard Matt Reeves say, we're like, no, our Joker's not fully formed yet. Well, I'm like, well, see, now I would have respected it more if he was. Right. Right. And that's what I was going for, too. Like, I had that question when I'm watching. I'm like, oh, like, is he locked up because he's the Joker? <laughs> and yeah, and then it was that yes. outside, like that outside, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff where they said, no, he's not the Joker. And then I, that's where I started to, like, kind of <laughs> be like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems it just so much of it seems so non-committal. Like, like he's gonna laugh, but we're not gonna say his name. But we're gonna mm. kind of show you his hair's green. Right. But we're gonna hide his smile. But we're gonna kind of show you that there's a little bit something there. You know, yeah. like. And I'm just like, you, you're doing this this push pull thing, and it's not really working. And then mm. once you go to the the deleted scene, also, which I, again I think is they they painted him like Hannibal Lecter. Where and that I did not see. I did not see the deleted scene that they uh, put out for it. Neither did I. It's it, it's kind of like low hanging fruit where it's like Batman goes to him with the case and is like, I wanted I wanted to show you this. See what you thought. And he's just like going over the file and giving him notes of like, like he's almost like psychoanalyzing the Riddler. OK, which I'm like, OK, I'm yeah. like, well, that's it. It, it, it made it. Uh, um, friendly in a mm-hmm. weird way. That's not that's not the right word, but it's like like the relationship was cordial in a way that you don't see often. That I think is strange, and it's strange especially when it's not earned. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I also don't know. Like, there's such a a push to make Joker grotesque, like physically now, mm. where it, it just keeps the- going. Like I think of Gotham again. 
Gotham, like this Joker would fit perfectly because he's like, you know, scarred everywhere and burned and, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I get he's the big bad guy. I get he's the scary one. But he's a clown. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to be a clown, right? Like this right. is like he's called the clown prince of crime. I think like you're going every every visual change of this is going like farther and farther down the road getting us away from that. And I'm like, well, it defeats the purpose of the clown motif to just make him Right, right. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A straight monster. You know? No, I agree with you. And then it's the, and then the same goes the other way. But like, if you make him too goofy and right, like, <laughs> like then it like it doesn't make him scary. So it's about balance. But it's, yeah. I'm just like, eh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the movie needed something. It needed something sizzle there. Right. I, but I don't like. I don't know what I would have wanted. I would have <laughs> wanted the introduction of Harvey as to imprison people or something. You know, just to show, or just so certain elements of the status quo being enlarged a bit more, you know, I would have been fine mm-hmm. with an introduction to Harvey into Gotham and what that brings, or um, maybe another of his rogues gallery just to add yeah. more of a little sis, you know, just, just a- another imposing threat, you know, just, just brought in lightly. Like I, I, I love Clifton stating that he injected himself with a venom. Cause then it's the, that alone suggests that there's the impe- you know, the intruding presence of hopefully the bane that is imposing as opposed to henchman bane, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, I, I would love to see uh, a herbologist with new ideas, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's cause people yeah. are begging for her presence to be known. Um, but the, yeah, but I agree with you, the low hanging fruit, Mr. J not surprised. Yeah. Not, not very inventive. I think I would have liked Harvey. I think the district attorney is dead. I think to have somebody in as acting DA be like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Harvey Dent. I'm act. I'm acting DA. Yeah. Looking forward to work with you. And like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to, this is going to end badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. but yeah. Okay. So really quick. So overall, so just give it a quick grade and then, and then we will, uh, we'll sign off. Uh, if we're talking letter grade B minus. Okay. I enjoyed it. It, it thawed me, but you know, I had certain gripes. Wasn't the one that I watch over and over again, because I still love that intro, the Joker and that bank scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched that 10 times. If somebody can dethrone that out of my mind, I'm all for it. But I still enjoy the ride and what, and what um, Reeves promised to uh, engage with this. I love the fact that it, it feels like he likes comics in that aspect. And with the Easter eggs that both of you guys brought to my attention. I hope he's given more leeway to create this type of Gotham. Hopefully he introduces other aspects of the DCU in a way that's foundational to the story. Because like what you said, Zach, him coming through the skylight is the most superhero thing <laughs> that mm. that that you can do in that type of environment. I mean, to me, I thought the most superhero thing was when he's running down the building because at no point does he show his athletic prowess until he does that. Right. But yeah, B minus. B minus. What about you, Clifton? I give it a B plus. Mm-hmm. B plus. Uh, I mean, there's a lot I like in it. Um, atmosphere 
I should say probably is what I like most about it. The overall atmosphere of it. I like uh, quite a bit. Um, I've been a fan of Matt Reeves of some of Matt Reeves, other films, his Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes, which are also both very atmospheric films, different atmospheres, but he's very good at, at just like capturing a feel and like mm-hmm. and presenting it and making you feel that too. And, and that's what I like about this one. I do. I just like that. I like that grimy, <laughs> that grimy Gotham atmosphere that we got in this one. Um, Pattinson's great. Colin Farrell's great. Zoe Kravitz is great. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, we talked a little about his Gordon, but his Gordon's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there was a lot, there was a lot I liked about it. I mean, some, some things I didn't as much, but yeah, overall B plus. And I'm going to go listen to uh, Nirvana on repeat. And, and <laughs> I was just going to ask about like the I'm score. The movie. I was, yeah, yeah. was going to ask about the score. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I'm with you guys too. I'm I'm about you know B B minus range. I think I think for it. Some stuff I thought was really cool. Some stuff I was like, mm, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, no, okay, awesome. So, so this is, this is good. You know, um, I'm sure Frank will give us a rebuttal at some point <laughs> down, down the line, uh, yeah. after, after he watches, I can't wait to see what he thinks also. Yeah. So, but, um, all right. And we hope you feel better, Frank, get well soon. Uh, as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media and we will see you guys next week. 